The following is a reflection on the readings for Tuesday of the sixth week of Easter. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 16, verses 22 to 34. The responsorial is Psalm 138, and the gospel is John chapter 16, verses 5 to 11. In reading the early history of the church, the book of Acts highlights an essential feature that cannot be overemphasized. Prayer. How did Christianity spread from Jerusalem to Rome? How did the church thrive even in the midst of persecution? It seems that prayer preceded every important event from Pentecost to the Council of Jerusalem. For example, the choosing of a successor to Judas in Acts chapter 1, verse 24, the disciples and the Blessed Virgin Mary in the upper room prior to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, the shaking of the foundations after praying to speak God's word with boldness in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the choosing of the first deacons in Acts chapter 6, verses 4 to 6, the conversion of Saul in chapter 9, verse 11, the revelation to Peter of what is clean and unclean in chapter 10, verse 9, the release of Peter from prison in chapter 12, verse 5, the commission of Paul's first missionary journey in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 3, the appointment of elders in the local churches in chapter 14, verse 23, to name but a few. It seems that God desires not just to redeem humanity on his own individually, but through his church by the cooperation of believers. He has given us the great privilege of being co-mediators and co-redeemers in nothing less than salvation. This does not begin only in the early church, but has its prefigurements in the Old Testament. For example, in Genesis chapter 18, Abraham, through his daring dialogue with God, negotiates the minimum number of righteous persons from 50 to 10 in Sodom required to save the city from destruction. Moses, in Exodus chapter 32, pleads with God to save Israel from destruction after the golden calf apostasy, and God relents. God himself tells the three friends of Job in chapter 42, verses 8 to 9, quote, Now therefore go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, and I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to to your folly, for you have not spoken of me what is right, and my servant Job has. They did what the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. End of quote. St. James in the New Testament summarizes the principle concisely. Quote, the prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Chapter 5, verse 16. Meditation on this great truth should cause us to make time daily for sustained prayer. Moreover, since the efficacy of prayer depends on the degree of sanctity, we should also include the saints in heaven, especially the Blessed Virgin Mary, to pray for us. One might object that prayer has no effect on God, since God does not change. But, as Father Hardin mentions in his Catechism, quote, God has foreseen our prayers from eternity and thus included them in his plan for the universe to give us and others what he knew we would ask for. 
there is no higher use we can make of our liberty than freely choose to pray. End of quote. With this introduction, let us look at the first reading from Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are still in Philippi, and as they were heading to the place of prayer, are met by a slave girl who has a spirit of divination which brought her owners much money by soothsaying. She recognizes the presence of God in the disciples, and following them for days cries out continuously, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. End of quote. Since this came from evil spirits, Paul cast them out of the girl, and her owners, incensed by the loss of income, had the disciples flogged, arrested, and thrown into prison. Rather than get discouraged or angry, Paul and Silas break out in prayer and praise, singing hymns to God while the other prisoners listen. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, the doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in. He fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Paul and Silas spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. Notice the sequence. Paul and Silas are on their way to prayer. In prison, after a severe flogging, they pray and break out in praise, the highest form of prayer. As a result, an entire household is baptized, and like Lydia, they invite Paul into their home. This is how the early church grew and flourished. In today's Gospel, we are reminded that when we call on the name of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is given, and with this third person of the Trinity, many gifts. Jesus outlines three in today's short passage. First, the Holy Spirit will bring to mind our sins so that we may repent and receive forgiveness. This in turn brings us into a deeper union with the Trinity. Second, he convinces us of righteousness, that is, the righteousness of Christ, like the centurion at the cross who, after seeing the innocent Jesus crucified, said, Truly, this was the Son of God. And like Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, who, after hearing Jesus say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Believed. Third, we are convinced of judgment. That is, we have a new appreciation that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of our lives. All of this makes the call to evangelize more urgent in our lives. Again, this escalated the early church to bring the good news to everyone, 
and therefore why Christianity spread so rapidly from Jerusalem to Rome, and how the Church thrived even in the midst of severe persecution. May we make prayer the priority of our lives. Let us pray. O God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ, grant your people constancy in faith and hope, that we may never doubt the promises of which we have learned from you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.